everyone and welcome to the right wing vegan Ooh, i'm scott and i'm kelly and we're back um this is episode number i have no idea i don't keep the episode numbers and i know i should no yeah i'm no really clue. starting to think that i should because of youtube because i need to start marking these as audio only i think but um yeah i don't keep track anyways we have an interesting episode for you today we do i think a controversial episode and I did kind of a little primer, a little preview. Um, Kelly wasn't there for that. No, but I did listen. You did listen. I did listen. Well, what did you think of that? Uh, I mean, it, I liked it. I'm excited to see where this goes tonight. Okay, so I did a little primer, a little preview for those who did not listen about what tonight's episode is going to be. And I and I want I want to. Um, we're going to cover a lot, and I think it's important that we we kind of preface this with a little bit of what I included in the primer because I want people to understand where we're coming from. I have a feeling that this particular episode is going to take a lot of heat from the left and a little heat from the right. And I want to to absolve us of some of that by being honest and open with you in the beginning. Yeah? Sure. Okay. Um, I'm going to make a declarative statement. Oh, no. What's happening? And then I, I, I'm going to defend that statement. I think we should defend that statement. I'm, actually, I'm going to make a declarative statement. I'm going to see where you stand. And then I want to talk through some of the points as to why. Okay. So I'm going to present you with a hypothesis. And I'm going to then back that up with evidence. throwing these curveballs at me. Well, not you, <laughs> but the, the listener. You and the listener. Because oh, okay. you weren't you're ready looking, for this. You're looking right at well, me. Well, so. yeah, I am. I should look at the mic because my voice is going to sound weird. But... um. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm one of those people where if I'm having a conversation with you, I feel like I have to look at you, which is never good when you're driving. But no, I do feel sometimes like I have to do that. So um, let me start before I make my declarative statement by saying this. How would you define your faith? Kelly, this chair makes a squeak. I hope that it doesn't does. come through does on the mic. Anyways, how, how do you define your faith? What do you mean? Like in terms of who what I am or... I would say in terms of what you are and I would say, um, you know, just, just I don't know, as a, a general overview of your faith. Do you believe in God? Yes. Okay. Would you say that you are a Christian? Yes. Okay. That's all. That's all I really want. <laughs> okay. okay? Right. And the reason why I want that is because I also will say that I believe in God. I believe that Jesus is our Savior. I believe that Jesus came to this earth and absolved us of our sins through his suffering on the cross. I think that Jesus suffered so that we would be absolved of our sin. That's what I believe. I believe I am a Christian. Mm-hmm. I identify as a Christian. Yes. Um, so that that is what I want to, to start. I want to start by saying that Kelly and I both are Christians. Yes. So we come from a place of love and we come from a place of care and we come from a place, at least I do again, cause I'm going to make my declarative statement. I come from a place of deep concern and that's, that's where I'm going to start. And I want to say that because I want you that this next sentence m- may hurt a little. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am disappointed in Christians. I would say right now, I would say that's fair. And I, I am, I am very disappointed in my fellow Christians. I, I'm in, internally at conflict because a lot of people that I see who identify as Christian, you know, they they don't live necessarily a very Christian life. Okay, but we all sin, we all have our mistakes. So you, you know, that that's fine. That's acceptable. But I see them defending and, and, and you know, proclaiming that they belong to uh, the, the Black Lives Matter movement. And a lot of my friends are, are they're doing the things, the, vo- the virtue signal things. You know, they're posting the squares. They're, they're talking about Black Lives Matter. They, they, they want you to talk about Black Lives Matter. They they care deeply about Black Lives Matter, and of course, the the statement itself, you know, nobody's arguing. But I don't think that they know or understand what it is that they're saying. Yeah, that's fair. 
So the declarative statement that I'm going to make is that you cannot be a Christian and support Black Lives Matter. That's the statement. You cannot be an active Christian who believes that Jesus died on the cross to absolve us of our sins, that Jesus suffered to save us. You cannot believe that the Bible is the word of God himself, that the Bible is the, that is the book. The book that defines Christianity, the, the, the guidebook in which Christians live and breathe by. You cannot say that and support Black Lives Matter. Your thoughts? My thoughts on that? Yes. No, I I agree with you. I mean, you're definitely going to have to go into some more um, finer details and explanation on, on this for our listeners into why it is that you cannot be a Christian and support Black Lives Matter, but... When you break it down and you get down to the nitty-gritty of what Black Lives Matter stands for, I, I agree with you. Yes, and, and, and I plan on doing that. Yes, I know. I figured, um, I figured you will. We got a whole episode dedicated to this. Yes, so I, I'm going to defend this statement because I know that there are a lot of people who, who will be offended by it. And I, I actually know that because I tested this. I tested this out on a group of my friends, and I, I made this statement to them, and the, I, I got some initial... Uh, very negative feedback from what I was saying uh, from one friend who in particular is a pastor at a church and, and he was very offended by what I so much so that he didn't even want to continue the conversation. Right. He just completely shut it down and, and moved on. Oh, did he? He did. Only um, heard the one side of it. Um, so he, he didn't want to have anything to do with it. And, and I understand that. I understand that because on its face, of course, you as a Christian, believe that black lives matter. Oh, absolutely. Every single living human being matters, Thank regardless you. of race, religion, beliefs, whatever. Regardless of that, every human being matters. And that's that's important because I think, you know, black lives matter is one of those statements that goes unsaid. You, you don't need to say that. No. As a Christian, we believe that all lives matter because... The foundations of the Bible are built upon the idea that all of us, all of us are the children of God. Mm -hmm. And therefore, all of us matter. Yeah. We've been told that is a racist statement. I don't know. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not. No, it's not. Because each and every one of us is individually and uniquely made in the vision of God. Through God's vision. And to say that that is racist is completely incorrect. That God would not make us white or black or brown or tan or whatever if he did not want us to be created that way. As a Christian, there's no other stand you can have. There's no other way of thinking. If you identify as a Christian, you have to say all lives matter. 1 Genesis 27 so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them in his own image. Mm -hmm. If you worship God, if you love God, then you love man because man is created in the image of God. Yes. Every individual man, woman, they're special. They're special because they were created in God's image. Therefore, all lives matter. Yes. Black lives matter. The movement, okay? I want to I want to separate the two out because I think it's important. People say the phrase, and then when people say that they're against Black Lives Matter, you sound like a racist because you're saying, basically, you don't believe Black Lives Matter. Yeah, but in reality, it's this organization, the structure, the political movement behind that. The movement. That matters. And that's that's the difference. And I, I think some people, conservatives, may know that. But I don't think all of our friends know that. So I think it's very important, and it's one of the first steps that we can take as conservatives to separate the two. You need to, you need to make sure that you're doing your due diligence because we live in a world now where being silent, silence is violence. Silence is not violence, okay? But silence is submission, that's the difference. And and we live in a world now where Christians need or and conserve Christians, honestly, but conservatives need to stop submitting. We need to stop being silent. And we need to stand up and and, and say what we believe and then and be willing to defend that. Um so so one of the easiest ways to do that is when your friends say black lives matter, you can you can point out to them. 
hey, you, you mean the phrase, right? You don't mean the organization or the movement. And mm-hmm. then if they say, no, I mean the movement, make sure that you tell them what that means. We're going to get into a little of that today. Yeah, it's a big difference. But make sure that you tell them what that means. So all lives matter and the Black Lives Matter movement will tell you that that is racist, but it is simply not. It is simply true. All lives matter to Christians. Christians can only believe that all lives matter. No life is greater than another life. And the biggest, one of the biggest stances that I think all Christians should have, and we can have a debate about this, is that includes unborn lives absolutely that is not just the living well let's define living because i believe that a baby is living i think that is life the baby has a heartbeat that's living i mean you're i mean the baby is dependent upon the mother for survival yes but that's a living being in my eyes yes now you can go to their website okay all of this information i have pulled from blacklivesmatter.com So you're more than welcome to go there and you're more than welcome to search their website. You can find a lot of information in the about us, the what we believe section. Um, I think there's our demand section. I would encourage you to to read this. I would to read that. I would encourage you to have your Christian friends read that. This episode is not just for Christians. I am speaking to Christians. We are speaking to Christians. But if you are not a Christian and you listen to this, use this information to talk to your Christian friends. Okay. You, you you may not be, but you can use this to talk to them or apply this to the faith that you believe in whatever form that you do. Because, again, I think a lot of these tenets apply, okay? Um, Black Lives Matter strongly supports a woman's right to choose, mm-hmm. which is the nice way to say abortion. Black Lives Matter supports thir- up-to-birth abortion, third-trimester abortion. So you cannot, and you can argue, no, matter of fact, I would, I invite you to come onto the show and debate me on this. You cannot be a Christian and support a woman's right to choose. You can't. First of all, there is no right. So even constitutionally, you're going to have a hard time to support a woman's right to choose. It's garbage, garbage legislation that was not, not even legislation. It's garbage judicial um, what do you, judicial prudence? Is that what that is? What is it called when the judge takes the law into their own hands? The judge uses the bench to write law. Is it prudence? Whatever it is. That's gar, it was garbage. And yeah. the, it was a garbage decision from the Supreme court. Yeah. How about that? Um, a garbage reading of the law, a garbage understanding of the law. Um, Roe versus Wade. It's, it's terrible. Um, anyways, uh, so there's multiple, verses in the Bible that talk about this almost too many for me to reference. You cannot be a Christian and murder a baby. You life starts at conception. Okay. Exodus 2013 or 20 Exodus 13. However you want to say it. I've heard it both ways. You shall not murder period. You shall not murder. That's the verse. And if we believe that life begins at conception, any termination of that life is murder. That's just what it is. Uh, Psalm 139 13 through 16 for you created my inmost being you knit me together in my mother's womb i praise you because i am fearfully and wonderfully made your works are wonderful i know that full well my frame was not hidden from you when i was made in the secret place when i was woven together in the depths of the earth your eyes saw my unformed body all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be this is just these are two verses in the bible of many that back the idea a baby in the womb is is a living entity that is protected by God's love and has human rights, rights given to us by God. And one of those rights is a right to life, a right to live. Yeah. You cannot be a Christian and support the termination of that life. It is simply not possible. And it is not up for debate. If I go to a church and a pastor tells me that you can i'm walking out of the church that is there is no stance that a christian can have other than that that is simply it the bible says it yeah i mean you're yeah it's absolutely correct and i'm sure i'll take some heat from that i don't care no i mean we probably will because there are a lot of christians that have a differing viewpoint on this but i mean it it is what it is like every life in the womb outside of the womb is a life and you cannot 
make the decision to terminate that life without consequences. You cannot end a pregnancy without murdering someone. That baby. I invite any who disagrees with me to come on this show and talk to me about it. You're more than welcome to attempt to change my mind, but there are many, again, like I said, there are many verses in the Bible for you to look up. I suggest that you Google search it, uh, Bible verses about abortion, and uh, you will find many, 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 many that support the idea that that baby in the womb is a living entity that is protected by God's love and should not be terminated because it is murder. Um, You cannot say that black lives matter and then support abortion. You simply can't. More black women abort children than any other race. Planned Parenthood is responsible for the death of over 100,000 black babies. And it was started by a white supremacist whose goal was to thin out the black population. Yeah, what was her name? Margaret Sanger. Is that right? Sanger? I just said that. And whoever Margaret Sanger is, if it's not her, she's going <laughs> to sue me. Well, you don't have to Google it. Well, want to get want to get all the facts right. I think you're saying it right. Yeah, Sanger. S-A-N-G-E-R. Yep, Planned Parenthood. Yep. Margaret Sanger. Margaret Sanger, a eugenist who um, wanted to thin the black population. So you cannot, as a matter of fact, Black Lives Matter in and of itself is hypocritical because you cannot say that Black Lives Matter and then advocate for the termination of black lives. Yeah, and which really, is what they are doing. And really, okay, here's a little off off topic, little tidbit. But if they're if statues are being torn down because they are against or could be considered racist or slave owners or or whatever, shouldn't all Planned Parenthoods then be burned down because they were founded under the belief that the black population should be controlled? Doesn't that make sense? You know, like if you really think about it. Well, they this, should burn Planned Parenthood down. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like, if that, if that organization was started by a white supremacist that wanted to control the black population. Let, let's be honest. They're not, they're <laughs> no, not. No, I know. Yeah. I know they're not, I'm not thinking about this and. Well, they're not tearing down the statues because of racism. Well, that's what they're saying. Of course. That, that, yeah. yeah. Well, George Washington was a Confederate, you know, Ulysses S. Grant, who fought against the Confederacy. To free the slaves. Yeah, I know. And was responsible basically for their defeat. Yeah, he was a Confederate. Because that's how the news is reporting it. Confederate statues. I swear they are. I saw it today. They said Trump uh, strongly against tearing down Confederate statues. And I'm thinking, which Confederates? Abraham Lincoln? Is the media really this stupid? No, they're not. They're just trying to push their narrative. And their narrative is that America is a racist country, which I'm about to talk about. And it is not true. It is not true. Heck there is no truth p- to it. Poor Christopher Columbus just got taken down today. <laughs> Don't even get me started. I know. I know. I was going to do a video on Christopher Columbus today. I thought about it. I even started doing research about why Christopher Columbus's legacy matters and why we shouldn't be tearing down his statues. And I didn't because I wanted to do research for this show. But um, I almost. I was this close to doing it. Um, anyways. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, get us back on track. I'm going to get us back on track. So... Um, and here's another, and I'm going to switch, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Okay. So we, we've proven that Planned Parenthood supports abortion and that if you are a Christian, I, I, the Bible would tell you that you cannot support any organization that supports abortion. Okay. I'm going to switch from abortion to something else. Okay. It is a sin to, to take ownership of a sin that's not yours. When, when you, when you, um, take ownership of another sin. You are now placing that sin on yourself and it cannot be absolved because the only sins that can be absolved are the sins that you commit. So when you take that sin onto yourself, you are now, you, you can't absolve that sin because how do you apologize for something you didn't do? Okay. I was trying to figure out where you were going. You with cannot this. ask God to forgive you for something that you did not do. Yeah. So you cannot take the sins of others and apologize for them and be absolved of those sins. So it is a yeah. grave sin to take the sin. I've said sin a lot. But yes, that's, you that's, did. But, but no, that makes sense. Does that make sense? It does. It okay. does make sense. I can. Yeah. Sin has to be repented by those who commit it. Period. Okay. It is a fact that the United States of America at one time was systemically racist. Yes. That is fact. Absolutely. We all know that. It has not been since Jim Crow was abolished. And the Civil Rights Act was passed. Yeah. I would say that's the moment, if you were to ask me, 
when America stopped being systemically racist. No, I agree with you. Yeah. And I don't think it's been systemically racist since. To, to perpetuate the lie that the United States is a systemically racist country is a sin. You are spreading information that is not true. The system is not set up currently to treat black people any differently than white people. Matter of fact, to set up such a system that individualizes based on race, whether good or bad, which it never is good, but in your mind, yeah. whether it's good or bad, is a sin. We are all equal. So to do that would be a sin. Um, if you disagree with me that the United States of America is, if you think it is systemically racist, then I would ask you to simply point to the system that is fundamentally set up to treat black people different than white people. I would ask you to, to show me which system you're talking about. Because in order for you to say that, you need to know which, which one. You need to have an example. Yeah. You can't say that something is something without having evidence that it is that thing. Yeah, let me see it. Exactly. So that in and of itself is a lie. And it's a lie that has very harmful consequences. Oh, absolutely. If I believe that the system that I live in is set up against me and is systemically racist against me, then I am going to feel like I need to buck against the system. That lie creates violence and turmoil, and it is sinful. Would you agree? No, yeah. Or disagree? I know. I would agree because that's kind of exactly what's happening right now. Yes. The belief that everything is, that the United States is systemically racist has led to what is currently happening happening in the United States. To perpetuate a lie, to spread a lie, to, to encourage sinful behavior is a sin. Yeah. Leviticus 19, 16. You shall not go around as a slanderer among your people, and you shall not stand up against the life of your neighbor. When you say that the United States is a systemically racist country with no evidence, when you say that because Al Sharpton told you that, or you read that in a terrible book, or whatever, you are spreading slander about the United States of America. Mm -hmm. You do not have any evidence of that, so it is slander. You're defaming the name of the United States of America. And you're, denaming, you're defaming the name of those who represent the United States of America. If I say that all whites are racist, if I say something like, we all suffer from, um, you know, racism that we, we don't even know we have. We, we don't even know we have it. It's, it's biased. It's, um, it's a bias that we carry with us that we don't even know. Uh, that's, that's all. That's, that's a lie. It's all bullcrap. Yeah, it is. Everybody I am. Is. I am in no way, shape, or form racist. Uh, you know, I, I don't believe that I am better than anybody, and I don't discriminate any, on anybody based on their skin color. Therefore, I am not a racist, and you are not going to convince me that I have some sort of hidden racism inside of me, or or hidden prejudice inside of me. Um, yeah, some sort of prejudice that you're unaware of because of that. And now they try and say, well, if you see everyone equally, you're racist because you need to honor everyone's differences. Well, what in the hell is it? Which which one is it? You know. Yeah, because like growing up, you were taught like you don't see color; you see the person in front of you for who they are. I, as a human being, you mm -hmm. don't see them as being Hispanic or Asian or black or whatnot. You see them as the John or Tom or Sue that's standing across from you. Yes. But now, if you don't recognize them for who they are what race they are, you're racist. So am I supposed to walk up to you and go, oh, hi, you're a white man. Or hi, hi, black man. Nice to meet you. What's your name? Like, mm -hmm. I, I, is that what they're wanting? <laughs> like for me to verbally acknowledge their race? Mm, they want you to get on your knees and apologize for the sins of your ancestors. Which, by the way, is a really, really racist thing to even assume because... How do you know that my racists or my racists? <laughs> How do you know that my I'm going to edit that out. How do you know that my ancestors 
were, had slaves. You don't know you, that. You don't, you don't know. even know that my ancestors are from the United States of America. Yeah, you could be a first generation Irish American. Immigrant. I could be an Irish immigrant. I could, my parents could be Irish immigrants. Yeah, I mean, you could be. Yeah, like you I yourself could. could be just recently immigrated. But to the because States. of the color of my skin, I have to apologize uh, for the sins of a country that I didn't live in at a time that I didn't live. Well, that's never going to happen. Um, Jesus opposes violence, and as we've seen on our televisions, uh, rioting and looting—not all done by Antifa, though some of it is. Um, it is definitely advocated by the leaders of the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, advocating violence and there are plenty of examples in the media of that whether you're talking about uh, Sean King who's who's a white guy I swear he's a white guy he says he's black and he's in Black Lives Matter but you just look at the he's white he's faking Um, he uh, advocates for violence and there, there's been many examples, a gentleman on Fox News who claims to be a leader of the Black Lives Matter movement talking about burning everything down. Um, what? They, they, talking about burning everything down? Yeah, yeah. Like everything? everything if like... their list of demands are not met, then they would not be afraid to, to – I forget what the quote actually was, but he said something about um, we're not afraid to use gasoline, and gasoline is cheap thanks to Donald Trump or something like that. So um, insinuating that they would burn everything down. And, of course, we'll just let them because why wouldn't we? Because we're weak. Um, never bow to the mob. This is something that I'm very disappointed in, in, in Christians of is that we are bowing. We're bowing. Every time you put a black square on Instagram, every time you virtue signal, every time that you apologize for something you didn't do, or you apologize for your, your, uh, implicit bias. Every time you do that, you are bowing to the mob. You, you are bowing. And, um, you know, that, that just is, is unacceptable. Well, and, and at the same time, you are, apologizing and bowing to the mob for who God created you to be. Exactly. And you cannot apologize for that because just what we said earlier, God created each of us uniquely and individually. You can't apologize for that. I will not apologize for how I was created. No, I'll never apologize for anything. Um, anything that I didn't do, anything that I'm not responsible for. That's, that's for certain. Um, churches should especially not be issuing statements that virtue signal. Um, if the church has to issue a statement talking about how it supports black lives matter, I would, um, greatly, greatly have to question what in the hell that church is doing. Shouldn't it be assumed that you as a church, as a house of God, believe that black lives matter? Why do you even have to say it? Most people are the ones that have to say it. Those are the ones that you really need to, to think about, um, questioning. Why, why do you have to say it? It's a no-brainer that Christians believe that every black life matters. Um, it needs not to be said. Yeah. Yeah. For the next few topics, I'm going to be pulling examples from Black Lives Matters about us and list of demands. Okay. Um, I'm intentionally going to be leaving out references to socialism, communism, and transgenders. The reason I am going to do that is because I believe those topics, in and of themselves, could be separate episodes. Um, I could talk about how they support socialism, how they call themselves comrades, which is very strange, considering that's a term that I haven't heard too many black people use to talk about each other. But I've damn sure heard a lot of socialists and communists say um, referencing each other. So that's interesting. And then all of the transgender stuff, because that is not anti-God. That is just anti-science. It is also anti-God, but more anti-science, even though they say that we are the party against science. Okay. Sure, sure, Jan. Um, From BlackLivesMatter.com. We disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another, especially our children, to the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. Okay, that's the statement. Wait, what? That's from BlackLivesMatter.com. So if you support Black Lives Matter, you support disrupting the western prescribed nuclear family structure so a mom dad household yes okay that would be a two parent household you i'm going to read it again if you support black lives matter you support disrupting the western prescribed nuclear family structure i want you to think about that that means that you seek to destroy the nuclear family you seek to destroy two parent households 
not only do you accept single parent households, do you accept divorce, do you accept broken families? We all have to accept that that's part of life. A lot of us are part of broken families, me included. You hope to disrupt it. You want to destroy the nuclear family because in destroying the nuclear family, you are destroying the patriarchy. Yeah. Because they see nuclear families as patriarchal. The Bible would not disagree with this. Nuclear families are semi-patriarchal. But why is that a bad thing? Why is that bad? The Bible establishes family as a fundamental institution of society. No, absolutely. And I agree. Yeah, I agree 110%. As a matter of fact, I think it's part of the biggest piece of the fundamental institution of society that we have just let break away yeah and it's probably it's, that's part of the reason why we're in the situation that we're in it might be the reason it's because that of, we're in the there's situation there's no nuclear family structure genesis speaks a lot about this uh, genesis 2 20 through 25 it discusses the importance of marriage and how one leaves the nest to be with their spouse because they are joined in the flesh okay the, the family is constituted by marriage marriage must be between one man and one woman This is what the Bible says. Okay. Marriage is a picture of the relationship with Christ to the church. It it is. It's the same. Right. Christ is married to the church. You are married to your spouse. Yeah. It's servitude to your spouse. Okay. I want to read a piece of controversial text. I know I mentioned Genesis. Read it. Read that. I'm not going to read it, but I kind of outlined it for you. Um, Ephesians 5. Okay. 22 through 32. Very controversial text. It really is, honestly. But it doesn't need it to be controversial. If you understand what is being said here. Yeah, you have to understand the context. A good pastor, a good priest would break this down for you. There are a lot of people who are leaving the church because of texts like this. Because unexplained, this sounds, on its face, it could be perceived negatively. Well, no, absolutely. The first time I, just like a little tidbit here, the first time I actually sat down and read this, Mm -hmm. I was very angry. Oh, I bet. Until I understood what I was reading. All right, I'm going to read this. Okay. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Now I want to read the following text, because I think it is important. If you read just that text and nothing else, Mm -hmm. that would sound like wives are subservient to their husbands. Uh, Yes. Let's read the follow-up text. 25. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church, without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body, just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So I'll stop there. Uh, this is a profound mystery, but I'm talking about Christ in the church. That's what it says next. But I'll stop there. So so I want to break this down. I want to break this down mm-hmm. because I know this is... <laughs> what they are talking about is servant leadership. Yes, absolutely. That is what God means. The Bible says wives submit to their husbands. But husbands love their wives and serve their wives as Jesus serves the church. And that's that's the give and take, right? The man is supposed to lead. I said it. I know I'm going to get crushed for saying it, but I said it. No, and I think in most family structures, that's how it happens anyways. To them, to, to, to the left, that is the patriarchy, right? Men are above women, and men are trying to keep women down, and the... the no. And that is not the case. That is no. not what is said in this text. What is said in this text, when I read this, is yes, women are supposed to submit to their 
to their husbands. Husbands are the leaders of the family. Okay, but husbands serve their wives. Husbands are loyal to their wives. Husbands honor their wives. It's a partnership. It's a symbiotic partnership. Yes, yeah. And the two are, you know, that's why it's called the nuclear family. That's, that's part of why is the nucleus, right? You, the two create one flesh. You are one flesh now, the two of you. You're, you're tied together as one. And, and it is a symbiotic relationship. And that is what this means. It's servant leadership. You lead as a servant. You lead to serve. That's what that means. Yeah. No, yeah. That's a perfect explanation, too. There is no... You shouldn't look at that as women are to be held down by their husbands. Because that is not a proper... Because by holding you down, I'm not loving you. No, you're By not holding at all. you down, I am not loving you as Christ loved the church. I want, I want you to rise. I want you to be the best that you can be. That's how I love you like Christ loved the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what that means. And that's that's how you, you read that text. But anyways, that, that text, okay, is, is very controversial, but it also backs up the idea and the importance of the nuclear family. We are, you are tied to your spouse as one flesh, and, and, and that's the nuclear family, and we, we've lost that. We've lost that. The, import, the Bible affirms the importance of the family so much that disagreeing with its importance puts you in direct conflict with the Bible and the teachings of Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a tenet. It's a tenet of the Bible. So I'm going to bring that. That's probably the most controversial thing in there. I left a lot in my notes out of what was in that. But you can go read it yourself if you go to blacklivesmatter.com. Um, so so this is this is. OK, I'm going to have to explain this one, too. We foster a queer affirming network. When we gather, we do so with the intention of freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative thinking, or rather, the belief that all of the world is heterosexual. Wait, so th- this is from BlackLivesMatter.com, correct? This is from BlackLivesMatter.com. Okay. I left out all the transgender stuff, too. There is a ton of it. Oh, wow. Um, but I want to talk about this. So, obviously, we love our gay uh, brothers and sisters. Um, we love them. Um, I can love them, and I can also think that they are in conflict with the teachings of Christ. I can have those two things can can exist together in your heart. Um, that is not my beef with this statement. My beef with this statement is the line, we do so with the intention of freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative thinking. So what is heteronormative thinking? I have no idea. Well, that no idea. Well, I think what they mean is the Bible. Oh. And I think they mean the, mar- the, the idea that marriage is between one man and one woman. Okay, all right. That's how I perceive that. No, I mean, and that's like adding, just taking out heteronormative thinking and placing the word the Bible in that place. It makes sense. We do so with the intention of freeing ourselves from the tight grip of the Bible. Or Christianity. Or Christianity. Or rather the belief that all in the world is biblical. Yeah, think about that. Just replace those words and what do you get? Yeah. Yeah. Just taking it out, putting Christian but Bible let, context but, in But there. let's be honest, that's their push anyways, right? If that weren't the case, they wouldn't be coming after Christ. And they are. They are. Yeah, they are. So uh, last I checked, Christ was not a Confederate soldier. No, not at all. Well. I mean, that we know of, but they're I co- imagine. They're, and they're coming after Christ. So... And then I and so I, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to present some solutions that I think are, are, are ones that you can discuss with Christian family and friends. They're solutions to these issues that are Christian. They're solutions to what ail the world. Part of my problem is that everyone complains about a problem, but they never have solutions. Black Lives Matter is the same. They complain about the problem, but they don't have any solutions to these problems. They can't they have, their solution is defund the police. And we all know that that is absolute nonsense. Um we also know that these aren't black people. We know that these are mostly white people. They're mostly wealthy white liberals who are pushing the same agenda that Antifa pushes. We know that Black Lives Matter is funded by many of the same people. We know that those ties are there. So yeah. Black Lives Matter, that's just the name of it. You can call it whatever you want, but it's basically socialism. Yeah, in essence. 
That's what they're pushing. I mean, they're talking about communism in their little mission statement. In order for you to to get socialism in in the United States, I've said this before, but in order for you to do that, you have to completely deconstruct the, the, the values and the system that the United States is built upon, a system of freedom, a system that, that, that says that, that defends your rights, your basic human rights that were given to you from God. They're unalienable. They're, they're human rights. You can't debate them. They were given to you by God. And that's life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The Bill of Rights, those rights are all rights that the United States is founded upon, right? And it took us a while for everyone to get there. But now we're in a place where everyone has those rights. They're equal rights. Yeah, we've come a long way, in my opinion. We've come a long way. Social- in a very, very short time frame. Yes. The United States of America is built on individual prosperity. It is opportunity. The individual has the opportunity to be prosperous. The communism and socialism is about the community. The community reaps the benefits of the individual. The individual does not get its own identity. It does not get its own its own belief system. The individual does not reap the benefits of its profits. The community does. Um, we also know that socialism is typically just a ploy. It's just something that is, it's a bill of goods that is sold to the people so that certain people can gain power and then hold it. So that's, that's what we know. Um, but that's really the aim of, of Black Lives Matter is to get us there. And that's why they want to destroy monuments. That's why they want to erase our history. Um, they've already invaded all of, we've lost the culture war, which is another thing I could talk about. Christianity has completely conservatives. We've lost the culture war. It's, it's, we have no, we've lost. We're not getting it back. Yeah. And you don't see evidence of Christian culture everywhere. Anywhere. Anywhere. They've taken the schools. They've taken entertainment. They've taken everything but the presidency. We have the presidency, but everything else they have. Yeah. And that's where we sit we sit in a world where they own all institutions except the presidency and they want that one desperately they want it desperately so bad they've taken speech they've taken freedom of speech and they're trying to quell that and squash that with controls over social media groups they're using um uh, tactics where they they choke businesses by by threatening their sponsors and then the businesses shut down speech um, you're seeing that right now with Facebook. A lot of companies have pulled out of sponsorships of social media groups, particularly Facebook, Starbucks, uh, big companies. Um, and the reason they're doing that is because they're saying that Facebook is not doing enough to quell threatening speech, to, to stop hate speech. Well, what in the hell does that mean? And who is uh, Starbucks to tell me what speech is hate speech and what speech isn't? Yeah, absolutely. Anyways, I want to, I want to, I want to give you, so there's a lot more that we could get into. And I kind of actually want to do a part two of this where I go into kind of more of that conversation of the culture war. So Mm -hmm. I've read you scripture and I've defended why I don't believe that you can support Black Lives Matter if you're a Christian. That's what I've done. Um, I want you to come on the show if you disagree with me and talk to me. I, I invite you right now. You can tweet me, you DM me on Twitter. Let me know. I'll get it set up. You can come on the show and you can debate me. I invite anybody to do it. I would, I would love it. Um, so there's that. That's the first part of this. The second part of this is how we lost the culture war. Okay, yeah. How we have sat silently. Because that's the other thing I'm really mad at Christians about. I'm really mad at Christians for seeding. I'm really mad at Christians for just seeding everything away to the other side, for not standing up for your beliefs, because a lot of you don't. You don't. You no. think you're being polite. You think you're being, you know, oh, you know, I'll just sit here quietly because this isn't the right place to have this conversation or, oh, you know, I'm just going to sit there. Well, we've done enough sitting and enough just being quiet that we've lost everything and now our children think as the left does because that's what they're taught and told and and their minds have been corrupted with the poison. So I think it's time that we need to stop doing that. And I want to talk about that. So that's going to be part two. Okay. Part two is how do we win the culture war and why did we give it up? So that's, that's kind of the part two. Um, But, but I do want to provide because I don't want to be like the people I complain about and the people I'm complaining about never provide solutions. So here are some Christian solutions. Okay. To, to um, our brothers and sisters uh, who 
you know, basically these are Christian solutions to all of what we've heard, all of what Black Lives Matter has talked about and what um, they, they want you to believe they hope to solve. Okay. It's not what they really want, but it's what they, they, they want you to believe. The first one is push for true equality, true equality. That is balanced. There is no race greater than the other. No race should be given opportunities that the other one is not given. True freedom of opportunity, true equality. Yeah, that's a good one. If we're all born in God's image, then we're all equal. So we should push for that. We need to outlaw abortion completely. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's the only way to save save hundreds of thousands of lives. Yes. We need to do that. Conversations can be had around medical instances where uh, the mom would lose her life if she were to give birth. The very, very rare instance of that in the United States, by the way. Yes, it does not very happen rare. very often. But in that instance, I think discussions could be had. You know, but if we were going to draft a law that abolished abortion, we would have to consider that. But outside of that, I think you you abolish uh, abortion altogether and save hundreds of thousands of black lives. Um, promote the nuclear family and marriage stability. Not destroy it. Promote it. Yes, absolutely. Um, the, this will present more results than any other solution. Um, we don't need to pull away from Christ. We need to move towards Christ. Fatherless homes... It's a huge problem within the black community. Okay. I looked up the stat today. What I saw from 2018, it was like 60, 60. Do I have that stat here in my notes? I thought I wrote it down, but I don't. It might be on the front page. I don't see it. I saw it somewhere. I thought. I did too. But anyways, it was, it was in the high 60s, low 70s um, percentage, low 70s. So you think about that. I think it was 69%. So 68 or 69, I'll give myself some leeway, percentage of children in, in African-American homes grow up in, in, with one parent. Not yeah, two. which is super sad. That's staggering, and and that's disturbing, and I think that's a real issue, right? Because these kids don't have anybody to look up to, and, and you know that that's well, and more than just looking up to is that you don't have because a child can look up to their mother. It sure. just doesn't. You just don't have to it's look different. up to your father. It's different. But I'm... having that two-parent household, it's a solid structure. It is to raise a child in where you have a mother and a father. Who are working collectively to raise a child. It is. But as a boy, I can tell you that you need a positive yes. male figure in your no, life. No, absolutely. You yeah. do. But I'm saying like a child can look up to their sure. mom as well. Just sure. not their dad. But you see all these young boys, these angry boys out there. And it's because they 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 never had a fatherly figure to teach. That. I'm going to say this. It's going to make me sound so old fashioned. But they never were taught to be a man. Well, yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. Um, because how, how do you learn to control your behavior and your yep. emotions and how to deal with things in a manner that doesn't involve aggression and lashing out at people? And it, you need you need that solid male person. I've said this before, but we have a God sized hole in our hearts. Much of uh, much of this this country, this world nowadays. And we seek to fill that hole with anything that we can um, because we feel like we don't have a purpose. We're purposefulness. We're purposefulness. We're purposeless. <laughs> and we, we are walking around empty because of that. So we, we find temptation and, and we, we take it and we, we become more self selfish. That's when the selfishness, because we look in ourselves for the answer. If we're not going to look to Christ, then we look in ourselves for the answer. And when mm -hmm. you look in yourself for the answer, that's when you become selfish. And then you make decisions that are selfish. And then the devil gets you because temptation, you have a hole. And then yeah. the devil sees that and he offers you a way to fill that hole. And, exactly. and you're, you're way more tempted to take that because you need something to fill that hole. You, you, in Christ, the whole time, Christ is, 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 seeks that love. He seeks you to return to him. Mm -hmm. He wants you to return to him, right? And, and you're just, you have to fight that. And, it, it, and trust me, it's, it's, you are, you are, there's a weird depression that goes along with it because you want so desperately to, to return to Christ. You're like a lost child and you so desperately are seeking your parents. And, and that's how that feels. You're seeking Christ. And anybody who has been away from Christ knows that feeling. We all feel that feeling when we sin. We all feel that feeling when we start to stray. And the further away that you stray, the more you feel that hole inside of you. And I think that's what leads to depression. And that's what leads to, to, to a lot of the, what ails the world is, is, is Christlessness. And we keep, we keep pulling away and, and that's the opposite of what we need to be doing. Um, yeah. And instead you need to have that steadfast desire to go back towards Christ, to go towards 
him when you're trying to seek your solution or your answer to your problems. Yes. Don't bow to the mob. Don't virtue signal. Stand on your own beliefs. You do not need to tell everyone that you aren't a racist if you, in fact, aren't a racist. First of all, who cares what other people think? If you know that you aren't a racist, then you're not a racist. Yeah. As a matter of fact, if you don't question it, you're not a racist. You only are a racist if you question it. Most racists would question it, right? The ones who don't question it, they're not racist. If you can firmly say you're not a racist, you're probably not a racist. There is no such thing as implicit bias. It's not a real concept. It's fake. It's completely made up. It doesn't exist. To think so is to own sin that you have not committed. So don't do it. Don't accept the idea that you have implicit bias in you. Don't accept the idea that you need to have the feel the guilt of your ancestors' sins because their world was completely different than ours. Um, Do not apologize for a founder's sin. It's not your own. Protect your beliefs. Protect your church. Protect Christ because they are coming for him. And shepherd. We got a shepherd. Now more than ever. We've got to bring bring people to the flock we have to help people find jesus because that's what's going to save the world yeah and it's in a dark place right now and we we as christians we have to shepherd we have to bring people to christ we have to do everything we can to to do it because that's that's what's going to save the world thoughts i I, yeah i agree with everything no it's like you as christians what else are you supposed to do You follow the law or the language that's written out in the Bible that dictates that we are all created in God's image. We are all important. We all matter. And to say differently is just, it's wrong. So, yeah, no, I completely uh, agree with your uh, statement at the very beginning that you cannot be a Christian and support Black Lives Matter. As an organization. And that's just where it stands. So anyways, if you disagree with me, please come on the show. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Please. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to talk to you about it, honestly. If you like the show, please subscribe on wherever you listen to podcasts. Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We're on all. You can find us there. Go to our YouTube channel. Some cool videos up there right now. Um, That is Right Wing Vegan on YouTube. You can find it. And follow me on Twitter, at VeganWing. DM me your comments. Uh, Go ahead and at me. At me, bro. Um, I think that's a thing. I don't know. Uh, Just tag me and uh, let me know what you think of the show. Anyways, thank you very much. do you have anything else you want to say? I think I'm, I'm, my throat's starting to hurt. I think that I, means I I'm know. done. Yeah, no, I think you, you just about covered everything and you had a lot to say. So. Yep. So we'll be back next week for part two where we talk about the culture war and how we lost. And uh, we will see you guys next time.